What is up and welcome to the Freelance Writing Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a freelance writer from anywhere in the world. We include everybody and um, you're listening right now because you want high paying clients, essentially. Um, And the reason you want high paying clients is because, well, you want freedom from your job. Your job's not paying you enough and your job's restricting your time, your schedule, you know, restricting you from essentially doing the things that you want. Um, you're passionate about freelance writing maybe and you want to do something that you're passionate about and earn money from that. Um, one of the third reasons is obviously you want more money. You know, you want more money for a house, a car, you know, uh, I've coached a lot of freelance writers in the past and they've wanted a lot of things. You know, some people wanted to, this one lady I helped out, uh, she was living in India at the time. She wanted to go back to law school and I think cost three to $4,000 and she only had a few months to make it. Um, we're going to talk about her later in this episode. Um, but the problem is while you want all these things from freelance writing, you can't have these things because you don't have any clients. Um, and when you go to experts and people on the internet and you ask, how is it that I get clients from freelance writing? They always tell you the same things. They say, you know, work on your craft. You know, that's one of the ones I hear over and over again. It takes years to become a master. And when you get good at your, look, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you being good at writing has nothing to do with getting high paying clients. It has absolutely nothing. The people who tell you to work on your craft, they don't have any clients, trust me. Um, they tell you to cold pitch. This is the worst thing. You know, how you know, I remember, because I, I used to take the people that, you know, online, I used to take their advice. They tell you to cold pitch, like just make like a, a, a advertisement or a letter and just send it to as many people as possible. You know, just pitch people over and over and over again. I remember frustrated all day, sending out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pitches and you know getting either no response or bad responses or responses where they wanted me to work for like one two three dollars or something like that cold pitching is the worst strategy known to humanity and i'm making this podcast specifically because i don't think anyone should ever cold pitch as a freelance writer It is a horrible strategy um the third thing they tell you to do is freelance writing sites which you know they're horrible you know they pay so little on those freelance writing sites and freelance writing sites you know they might get you clients but they're the reason that you won't get clients that are three, four, five thousand dollars and up, you know, so I'm making this podcast to help you with this issue, uh, if you want the freedom from your job, you want to get paid for something you're passionate about, you want to make more money freelance writing without doing any of the things that I just listed, um, I'm going to give you the blueprint to how, my name is Dallas Prater, by the way, uh, but you can just call me Dallas, and um, I'm a free, I, you know, a f- I haven't freelance r- written in probably a few months, but I guess I am a freelance writer, um, I've gotten multiple four-figure deals as a freelance writing. My last one before I stopped was $2,000, which is not the best in the world, but it was $2,000 for 30 pages from some lady out in Colorado. Um, and I've also helped multiple people get money free, you know, get paid freelance writing from all over the world, some of which I even helped them for free. So I'm also a freelance writing coach. And what I want to break down to you today in the first episode is basically how you can get high-paying clients without ever wasting time, energy, anything, pitching, working on your craft, really, really pitching. I don't want you to ever pitch again. How it is you can get high paying clients on autopilot, how to get them to just come to you. Okay. Uh, And so I'm going to answer, you know, that burning question that's on my mind. How do we get four figure clients to just come in and essentially beg us to work with them? Um, that's what, you know, the question I'm going to answer in this first episode. Um, in order to illustrate the principle, uh, you know, the answer that I'm going to give to you, 
I want to tell a little bit of a story. So let's rewind to my past and how I got into freelance writing. Um, freelance writing for me started when I got kicked out of college with a zero GPA. Um, I stopped going to classes. It's a long story because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I got zero GPA. They removed my financial aid and they said go. Um, in the same year, uh, I quit my job working at a local convenience store. And after that, you know, I had no money, no nothing. And I, but you know, so this was probably 2016. It was December 1st, 2016 when I quit my job in May when I went to college for the last time of 2016. And so 2016 and 2017, I had no money, no job, no college. And everyone else around me was mad at me for that. Like my parents were mad that I weren't, wasn't going to school, you know, that I didn't have a job. You know, I had a girlfriend that I was promising that I would make a business and take off. And, uh, you know, I wasn't doing the right thing in my relationship because I didn't have any money and money is important in relationships. And so that was a struggle to deal with. And so 2016 and 2017, uh, I really just got into the process of making businesses online. Um, and I went through business after business after business after business. And some businesses worked and some, you know, got a few sales and things like that. But it, it was a really, really hard time making businesses. Like everything I tried somehow failed because I, I was a beginner and I really didn't know much. Um, essentially, I was facing in all businesses the same problems that you'll face in freelance writing. I was having a very, very hard time actually getting real clients that would pay me money and having a lot of them come to me on autopilot. And so the way that saga ended is, which it got really bad. I mean, people would come to me and make fun of me and say, you know, are you making money doing the business thing? Are you making money? Like it, it was bad. And so the way that span of years ended is in 2000, at the end of 2017, I basically, I basically went back to the corporate world. I went back to working jobs. I got a job making $12 an hour on the night shift at Target. But, you know, while I had to do that because everyone hated me for doing what I was doing and not working and not going to college and I had to, you know, I was living in my parents' house so I had to make them happy to, you know, in some way. So I went to get a job, but, you know, I still wanted to make a business because of the reasons that I outlined before, you know, one of the most important things for me, I was living in Maryland at the time was I wanted freedom and I wanted to go to California. I wanted to explore the world, go to Miami, you know, do crazy things, drive Lamborghinis. You know, I wanted, I never wanted to work a job again a day in my life because I hated even the job that I was working the night shift at Target. You know, I just wanted, to, I wanted a lot of money to just do and live the life that I wanted with my girlfriend. We were young. I was probably like 20, 21 years old or something like that. And I, I wanted all these things. And so when I got the job at Target, you know, I, I, I didn't stop looking for ways online to make money in business. And so the next business I stumbled upon because it was a little simpler was freelance writing. With every other business, it was so complicated. You know, I had to figure out how to run ads online and set up landing pages and so many different pieces. But I figured out like, yo, like you can just like this was the first business model that kind of quote unquote worked for me. And it was freelance writing. And I remember hearing about this thing called Fiverr over and over and over again. I don't remember where I heard about it from. I believe it was a video by this guy named Tanner J. Fox. He's a drop shipper on YouTube. And he said, one of the things you can do to make $100 a day is freelance writing for people on Fiverr. He called it ghostwriting, ghostwriting for people on Fiverr. And from all the business experiences that I had, even though all of them failed, I knew a little bit about business. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to be a ghostwriter for business people on, uh, on Fiverr. And so I was working that job, making $12 an hour, getting like $200 a week, you know, working five days a week, $200, $300 a week. And, um, 
you know, waking up in the middle of the night at 2.30 in the morning to run through the freezing cold just to get there at uh, 4 a.m. Actually, I woke up at 3.30 and sprinted there every night. It was like 20, 10 degrees, freezing cold, rain, sunshine, and I was miserable every single day. Um, but then I started freelance writing. It was the first thing online. You know, I've made sales online before in other businesses, but, you know, this is the first time I was getting, like, actual sales. Like, I started low. I started doing, like, $5 for a 1,000 words and $20 for 10,000 words. And I thought that was, like, I, I, like, I remember posting, like, my first, like, job on, on Fiverr, and I was like, there was no way someone was actually going to pay me to write books for them. And then the first sale came in, and I got so excited. And so I started to get sales more and more and more because obviously that price is really low. And so I, you know, throughout time as I'm getting more sales, I'm starting to see the possibility that freelance writing is representing. I can see that, okay, if I keep this up, I can possibly quit this place. If I can get more and more customers and more and more money, um, I can quit this place and I can just live anywhere in the world freelance writing. That's what I'm thinking. And so more and more customers coming in, you know, I'm telling my friends and my family, they're like, no, people don't pay you for freelance writing. You know, that's not possible. You know, um, it's, it's not going to work out, you know, just, just kind of quit like they always do. But I persisted and I started to raise my prices. Long story short with the Fiverr thing, you know, my prices end up going from, I believe, $5 for a thousand words and $20, $20 for a thousand words, all the way up to $200, uh, and really at the height, $300 for 10,000 words. And like, uh, I think it was like a hundred dollars for a thousand words or something like that in $150 for 5,000 words. And at that point in time, I really thought I was bawling. Like I thought I was going out of control and, um, you know, um, yeah, like it, it was a really good time. I was, I was making a decent amount of money. Like, like I would make $200 on Fiverr, but also get my paycheck from work. And so I would have like $500 in my bank account at the end of the week. And like, it started to like make me happy, but you know, I quickly realized like I'm doing double the work, but I'm I still I still didn't have enough money from freelance writing to actually quit my job and live the life that I want. And so on Fiverr, I tried to raise my price over and over and over again, but for some reason, two hundred dollars was like the maximum that people would pay for that job because everybody else in the market, you know, this is what I thought at the time. And a lot of freelance writers think because everybody else charges a certain amount, you can't charge more than them. And that's what I thought at the time. Everybody else in the market was charging this amount, $200 for 10,000 words. And on Fiverr, for some reason, because everyone else was charging it, I couldn't go beyond that. I put my prices at $300 or $400 and people would just stop buying. They just really wouldn't care about the services that I was offering. No one was interested anymore. And so I was forced to keep my prices at $200. And uh, it was a stressful thing to me because this thing, you know, that was exciting before, you know, suddenly turned into like a, a, a cage you know I was making money but I was more stressed out I was working more and I didn't have any of the things that I wanted from it any of the freedoms any of the money any of the you know any of the autonomy of having my own business I didn't have anything I was just working more and making a little more but not enough more to actually make a difference in my life and so I was kind of stuck and so what happened from there was I was working my job and on the night shift to figure out how I make this business explode you know, even even a little bit before freelance writing, I was I, I just started to dive into like, okay, how is it that you grow a business online? And so I started looking up a lot of marketing information. The first place I started was the Marketing Secrets Podcast by Russell Brunson. You know, I listened to Frank Kern, Your Next Million. I listened to all types of marketing podcasts. And I listened to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes in the years that I was working at Target, just on the night shift, just trying to figure out how is it that I get high paying clients to start coming to me? Um, 
I, I, I tried everything that these freelance writers, you know, these other writers suggest. I tried working on my craft, you know, over and over again. I tried to pitch over and over and over again. And, it, you know, I wasn't making any more money. I was doing some work through Fiverr, but I wasn't making any more money. Pitching wasn't working at all. I remember sending out hundreds of DMs on uh, Instagram and hundreds of emails and people would respond to me with rude and nasty things. And, you know, like it honestly hurt my feelings and pitching was more of a, like I was doing more pitching than writing, more pitching than making money. It wasn't making any results for me. I remember being frustrated, just sending out message after message after message, just thinking this is stupid. I'll go back to the Facebook groups and be like, how do you make money? And they would say, pitch, pitch, pitch. And, uh, you know, go to Fiverr. And I was doing all these things, working your craft and none of it was working. And so I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I really wanted to quit freelance writing. And sometimes I, I would take a week or two weeks or a month off because I was just tired of it, but I would come back because it was giving me a little bit of money and a little bit of hope in my life. And so I went back to freelance writing. Uh, I went, you know, I, every day I would go into the target at night to try to fix the situation. I would just learn marketing, learn a lot of marketing, but there were so many different lessons and components of marketing. They would talk about build funnels, build landing pages, build ads. They would tell me to do all these different things. And I'm just like, man, this is like, I, like, you know, I, this is, this is too complicated. I don't really understand any of this. All I want to know is, you know, how do I get the high paying clients? How to get the whales to come to me and beg for my services? That's, that's really all I wanted to know. And none of it really made sense. And so, I don't know, my life just kind of spun out of control because it was so frustrating at the point in time. And, um, you know, there were a lot of other things besides the frustrating creation of writing going on in my life. One of the things was I actually got robbed at gunpoint in the city of D.C. And the robbery taught me that life can be taken away from you in an instant. And so after the robbery, I really just wanted what I wanted. I wanted the freedom. I wanted the passionate lifestyle. I wanted the money. I didn't want to work a job. I didn't want to waste my life anymore. I wanted to live the way I wanted to live. So I quit my job and that led to a series of events. I know this is a crazy story, but it's the truth. That led to a series of events with my parents. You know, that was the second time I didn't have a job. They didn't believe in the freelance writing thing. So they kicked me out of their house and I started to live with my girlfriend. But while living with my girlfriend, you know, I feel bad because, you know, remember at the beginning, I promised her, like I would give you the world like I would show you the world like I would this business thing was take off and we're gonna have the best summers of our life and uh you know now I'm living with her and her mother with no money you know freelance writing isn't paying me and I'm leeching off of them and I just felt awful I felt emasculated I felt like the the smallest most terrible man in the world um and also she was in an armed robbery situation too so I wasn't helping I was just being a burden on her she had her job and she was working and making money and when you know we went out to dinner she would pay for it and you know it was just an embarrassing situation all around. But that situation got even worse because after the armed robbery situation, she was affected too and she wanted to live her dreams. And so she told me like, you know, uh, you know, I want to finally start living my dream of being an actress. And in order to do that, I have to fly to California and go to school in California and start living in California. Uh, and she was like, you know, this is basically, I'm, I'm shortening what she said. I mean, she said it a lot different than I'm saying, but I'm paraphrasing. She said essentially... Essentially, the conversation we had to have was if she was going to go to California because she has money and I don't, I have to start pulling my own weight. I have to start making money, whether it's to get a job, which I promised myself with the armor robbery situation. I never have a job again. I never waste my life like that or the business would work. I had to do something. Uh, that was about October of 2019. And so she was like, OK, school starts December 1st of 2019 for her. And so we would have to I would have to figure out in that November in October uh, in two months, basically, 
how I can make, the number was around a thousand-ish dollars to actually pay for the way over there and pay my half to eat and have, you know, to have gas and, and to live and have an apartment in California. And remind you that that was just an extra weight on me because this entire time I had not figured out how to make money in business. I had not figured out how to make money freelance writing. Like I, you know, I hadn't figured like everything, like I was pitching all day and it wasn't working. I was so frustrated. And so, you know, I was listening to the marketing job. I was, I was frantic, just going through all the marketing material. I know just, just try to find a way, just try, just try to find how, how can I do what all these people online are doing? How can I make the money? How can I get them coming to me? Because I need a lot of clients fast and I need high paying clients. And I, I was really defeated, man. Like the situation was like actually kind of messed up. You know, my girlfriend would go to her job every day, but I had quit my job and got kicked out of my parents' house. But because I got kicked out of my parents' house before, I didn't want to share with anybody and embarrass my girlfriend or me further the fact that I didn't have a job. And so I was living in my girlfriend's house and she would go to work every day. But while I was living there, I hadn't told her mother yet that I had quit my job and I was, I was, I was unemployed. Because that was just, I don't know, I felt like it would be the same situation all over again. Now, I know her mother would never do that, but, like, it would just be so embarrassing and a hit to my pride as a guy. Like, so what I would do is I would wake up every morning and I would go and I would pretend that I was going to Target when she was going to her job. And so she worked in the mall and I wouldn't go to Target. I would just, she, she would drive to her job at the mall and I would go to the mall and I would walk around for a few hours some days. But uh, most days... What I would do is because I was so desperate, I would just go down to the local library that was right next to the mall. Um, and I would just frantically send out pitches all day and work on fiber all day, anything. Like, and when we were, when she told me she wanted to go to California and I had a, like a month to make a thousand dollars, I was, I was going crazy. I was pitching every day, working on Fiverr every day, working on my craft every day, working as hard as possible, firing all cylinders and nothing was happening. You know, I was, I was trying to apply all these marketing principles and ideas that I didn't really understand. Um, and, and, and nothing was really working out. And so I, I was kind of lost, you know, some of the, you know, getting closer and closer to the deadline in November, like I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to make it. I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen to me, whether I was going to have to live with her mother and she would be gone and it would be awkward. And, you know, maybe I'd be homeless. I, I didn't know what I would do. And I didn't understand any of this marketing stuff that was, or how to process all this marketing information I had. And so I remember it was the fall time in Maryland. And I remember very, very vividly coming up from the library after pitching, cause she would go on break at like 12 o'clock or something like that and we would eat in a food court together and she would pay for it because I didn't have any money and I remember coming up from the library to walk to meet her on her break this one day and like that entire day I really just sat there and stared at the computer screen because I didn't know what to do and I remember it was like a it was a November fall day but like it was it was it was it was kind of hot outside it was like 65 70 degrees and like the leaves were turning and like you know the somberness of fall sometimes kind of matched my exact mood and I was just like I wasn't walking I I, like I was just kind of floating along like my feet were moving but I didn't feel anything I felt like a numbness a despair and I remember in the background I was just listening to one of the marketers I follow I was listening to Myron Golden he was actually on a summit that Russell Brunson had did the main market that I listened to um called the 30-day challenge um and he was explaining basically how he would get back all his wealth and everything if he lost it all within 30 days and that's was something I was listening to because that was really my situation and um like a lot of his words and the things that he was describing in that summit was like kind of like going in through one ear and out the other. But I don't know why, but just, just like, I remember it was like a freeze frame moment in the middle of that fall, in the middle of that lightly chilly warm day. 
I remember just walking, looking up at the mall, approaching it closer and closer and closer, just about to really admit defeat to my girlfriend and, and, and looking at the skyscraper being constructed next to the mall and all these people that had their lives and had their jobs and they were happy, people coming out of the mall with new Gucci bags and they, 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 they're living good. And um, like, I, I don't know why, but you know, the, the, the words that Myra Gonin were saying just became apparent instantly. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it went something like this. And I swear to you, when I heard that light bulb moment, like I never felt, it was like a bolt of lightning went through my body. I've never felt a stark moment like that, a moment of pure clarity and understanding. Everything in marketing made sense with this quote, everything that I had to do. He said, what a lot of people do when they're trying to get clients, when they're trying to get paid for their services, is they go and they pitch a bunch of people and they send their messages everywhere. But that's not what you do. That's terrible. That's not marketing at all. And if you want to consider it marketing, it's terrible marketing. What he said is this. You don't want to send your message to everybody. You simply want to make sure you you, you simply want to make your message more visible to everybody. And like that, that it, it, just let that say it. You don't want to send your message to everybody. You don't want to contact everybody. You just want to make your message more visible. Like, like, like that, like that is, that is complete. Like that, that blew my mind. Like I sent my, like my brain, like in, in, like I looked around me at everything and it just made sense. Apartment units. They don't spend all day DMing me or sending me emails or anything like that. Do they? No, they put a sign outside where it's visible, where everybody's riding on the street can see it. And we come to them and bang on their door and beg them to spend $2,000 a month at their apartment. Nike, Coca-Cola, they they don't spend time DMing me or pitching me anything. If if Adidas like pitched you, you would look at you would you know, pitching is bad because it, it, it ruins the entire relationship. People pay you less because you pitch them. Because pitching is a sign of desperation. You, you know, if you if, if Adidas pitched you, you would think they were a fake account. You were like, why would you pitch somebody like me? That means you're less than me. You need me. Adidas, Nike, Coca-Cola, they don't send DMs all day. They don't. What they do is they put a billboard on the side of the road. Or they put a, 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 a store inside the mall. And people walk past and they look at their billboards or they, they see the store or they see the sign. They see the ad on social media and they go to the company and beg for their services. They beg for what it is they have to pay them. That's marketing. And I remember like everything that marketing was just became apparent in the moment. So what I'm telling you as a freelance writer is you're failing because you're pitching people. Because you're using these freelance writing sites that make you submit to people's jobs. Or because you're using freelance writing sites where everyone's like you and they're all next to each other. You don't want to pitch people or go directly to people. What you want to do is you want to market your services. You want to make your service more visible to the people who will eventually buy it. And sometimes your service is visible, right? Sometimes everybody can see it. But because the message in, in, in you know, the copy, which mark, that's marketing language, the words that are used to sell your service, you know, like, you know, what they say in the commercial, what they write above an ad, that's copy. Your service is basically invisible because the message is something that they can't understand. So if you want to make it more visible, even if they see it, change the message. 
You so, see, so, so that's basically marketing 101 in a nutshell. You want to understand how is it that you make your service max, you know, have maximum visibility to everyone. And so when people see it, just na- it's like it's like the shade room. I remember Ty Lopez said this shortly after I learned this principle. He said, you know, you want to have a company, you know, think of a profile like the shade room on on Instagram. I remember checking their followers at the time. It was 15 million followers. He said, if you have a product or service that matters, don't DM people. Just go to the shade room and post on there. If they have 15 million followers and, and 1% buy, just 1%, how many people is that? If they have 15 million followers, that's at least 150,000 people buying your product. You'd be rich overnight. It's about making your product more visible to people. Now, I don't want to make this episode extremely long, but I I, I had to explain a concept. Like you, so so this podcast, what it's going to be about, all about, is making how to make, you know, how to how to make your your product more visible to people because that is what you have to do. And so, long story short. I uh, set up a lot of different systems that exact same month, um, and basically phone calls started pouring in. Like, and it may seem like okay, it's a lot of effort to go learn marketing. It's a lot of like pitching is a lot of effort. I remember just riding around with my girlfriend in a car. Boom, phone call. Some guy named Jimmy from Washington. I didn't put in any effort to have him come to me and call me to ask me for my services. Phone calls were just pouring into my phone over and over and over again from some of the systems that I set up, and. The way the story ends is that was the first time I nailed a few four-figure clients in a month. I made like 3000 that month. Well, it was really 2800 that month of November. One was my first four-figure uh, uh, sale for $2,000, and it was only 30 pages. Um, and long story short, I'm in California. Like We drove across the country. It was a beautiful experience, and I've been living in California for probably about a year and a half. It's November... November to now, November 2019. I've been living in California for a year and a half. And, uh, you know, even after that, you know, I, you know, I started doing free phone calls on my Facebook and I have a lot of people that I help make money from freelance writing. Uh, I'm going to actually read a testimonial because these things are, I'm going to read a testimonial in this episode and I may read a testimony in tomorrow's episode because I'll release an episode tomorrow. But this was one of my favorite people that I helped. Uh, it was Osama. He said, hi, Dallas, this is Osama. I hope you remember me. For, this was January 23rd, 2020, because, you know, that's when that's when all of this happened. He said, first of all, I would like to tell you that I had just first my, first finished my first bulk order of $650 yesterday. So I'd like to thank you for guiding me through a rough patch of my journey. Um, and uh, it was this, another lady that was, like I said, going to law school named uh, Aparajeta. These, these guys are from all over the world. So, and... Uh, she was just telling me like she wanted to go to law school. It cost three thousand dollars, and I help her get a bunch of clients. Um, uh, that same December, uh, long story. I'm going to tell these stories in the next episode. But basically, what you want to do is you want to learn marketing. You want to learn how to get your buyers to come to you. And really, there are really uh, just to break it down. There are really four ways to do that. And what I set up that December or that November rather was kind of the four ways. There's the Dream 100. There's uh, through pure content, there's through affiliate marketing, and there's through joint venture partners. Um, and they're their own little strategies. But I'm not going to go into them in depth on this episode. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next episode. And we're going to talk to you about your, basically how, like these four strategies and how anyone can implement them pretty much at any time and get high paying clients coming to them 
on autopilot. We're going to go into depth in the next episode. So that episode should come out tomorrow from when you hear this episode and go listen to that episode. Secondly, what I want to say is I have like a, a, a little free thing coming up that's going to help pretty much. It's like, I don't even know if you're talking. I have something coming. Sorry, my phone cut off, but I have a free thing coming up. That is going to, if you want freedom from your job through freelance writing, if you want to make money from some of your passion, if you want more money, freedom, and, and to make you know, multiple four-figure clients from freelance writing, I have something coming up that's going to help you. So subscribe. It, it's going to literally erase all your troubles overnight. So I want you to subscribe to this podcast to listen more for that. Also, another bonus. The way, you know, when I first got my first free four-figure clients, money really stopped mattering to me. Like I really realized, okay, it's pretty simple. And I got so excited. And that's why, you know, those testimonials that I just read, I just started helping people. And the way I did that was through free phone calls. Um, just completely free. I was just I just wanted to 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 show people this new strategy and also see if it worked for other people the way it worked for me. Because we've all been told to just pitch and work on our craft and freelance writing sites and all these different things. I just wanted to see that it worked with people. So I did free phone calls to just kinda of help people out and it, it the strategy worked. And so I wanna do some more of those free phone calls. Now they're free phone calls. I'm not gonna try to pitch you or sell you a product on any of these free phone calls. I'm just gonna talk to you and give you actual strategy. And then we're gonna hang up and maybe you can send me a testimonial like them if it worked for you. Um, So basically, on episode seven, you know, which should be seven days from now, but I want you to listen to this podcast because it might be sooner. I'm gonna post the link in the description where you can actually sign up. It's it's free, it's not like, it's, it's a calendar. So just enter in a date rather in a time to take a free phone call with me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to all your problems with freelance writing and I'm gonna give you the best answers that I know how to give. So I want you to look out for the description of each episode and uh, you know, talk to me. Talk to me for free. I wanna help you with your freelance writing troubles. So we're gonna get on a free phone call. I might share some of our phone calls on this podcast. So uh, I'm gonna post a Calendly link. It's a it's a little calendar and you just there are no sign ups, you just you know, no no fees to sign up. You just go and enter your time and date. And I'm going to talk to a bunch of y'all from this podcast and I'm going to give you the best advice and try to get you clients um, for free automatically. So uh, I think I'm going to post that link on episode seven, but I might post it before then. So subscribe to this podcast. And with the with the, with the phone calls, they've already worked for other people. Um, you know, I, I, you know the, I want to make sure that I'm talking to somebody that's in it for the long run. I want to talk, you know, talk to somebody that's going to be listening to this podcast, studying this podcast, and really, really going to try to get results for themselves in the future. I want somebody that's really committed to the game. And so before, on episode seven, before, it, it might be in the description box of the episode, but I might do it before. Before you sign up to have a phone call with me, it's a, it's a free sign up, absolutely free. I won't charge you anything. I won't even... I don't even have a product to sell you, okay? When you before you sign up for that podcast, I mean for that for that uh, phone call, I want you to subscribe to this podcast so that I know you're committed. I know you'll be listening to me in the future and taking advice and actually trying to grow. I don't want to waste time for somebody that just is doing freelance writing and doesn't want to really make money from it. So I want you to subscribe to this podcast and rate and review before you actually book a phone call with me so I can help you with your freelance writing and make it into a freelance writing business, okay? So subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you're on, but I prefer iTunes and rate and review, okay? And uh, so we're going to do free phone calls. Uh, that'll be available probably for a short period of time, so look out for it. And uh, furthermore, I do want to say um, I got something extremely, extremely, extremely helpful 
that'll probably erase the problems of all freelance writers uh, coming up. So I really want you to look out for that. I got, I got something that will help you with everything. It'll be free and it'll help you with everything that you're struggling with. So this is Dallas and this is the Freelance Writing Secrets Podcast. Uh, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening.